0: Get it open up, and uh, I say good morning to everybody. Good morning. Good morning. And I want to thank you, the church. You know, it's a privilege. They had a hotel room for me, and uh, I got the yesterday evening. And uh, the first thing is I said, Carl Anderson's reservation. Said, "Oh, here's a present. So there was a big basket thing, you know." I tell you what, you know. You heard a song, Little is much when God is in it. Labour not for wealth for fame. I'm not gonna sing, you know, I can't care a ton of bucket. But them little thing, I say it from my heart, with blessing. Thank you, church. I don't know who put it, but I mean it's from the church, right? That yes. Them little thing is so encouraging. Sometimes, you know, I can talk a little bit about that too. I have so much in my heart and I uh, it's prayer I share everything God wants me to say, but uh, man I'm full full. It sounds good. I'm My cup overrun. Isn't that wonderful to be saved? Yeah. You, know, that, uh, you know, I'm not a charismatic. I'm an old-fashioned Baptist. Bible believer, you know. But I mean, uh, I get excited about truth. Shouldn't we be excited about truth? Amen. You know, people get excited about it, and it's sad to say in this uh, so-called religious group, they get excited about all kinds of things that happen and feelings and stuff and whatever it is, but man, we have a truth. If the truth set us free, right? Isn't it wonderful to be free? Free from sin about to serve him? Oh man. Uh, that's what it should be exciting about. So I said all this on um, purposely I also talk a little extra before I get into the word because I want you to get used to my Oklahoma accent. You <laughs> I'm from Bodine Baptist. Everybody know about Bodine Baptist Church in Oklahoma City. So I'm in Okie. But I'm not an Oki from Miskoka, I told somebody here, I'm an Oki from Sweden. <laughs> so it's a little bit different, but I have a draw, right? But I hope uh, you understand my English, right? Because English is my, you know, brother, You told me Spanish, my Spanish is very limited. I can just, you know, say a little thing. I used to speak a little bit, but not, it was uh, when I was 20 years of age, I was in Canary Island, but now I'm 68, you know, so it's a few years back. And like they say, if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. So, back in a few words, but the, I want to get into first, I want to read 13 verses from the, I want to read from Ephesians chapter 2. I share that often, I read this. I got so many favorite scriptures, but it's, you know, when you're talking about salvation the greatest thing on earth so great salvation the only reason I'm here today is because, because of the grace of God Lord save me in 1989 July the 17th I received Lord Jesus Christ as my personal savior that's the first day when well, it was an evening I realized Jesus Christ he died for my sin he was buried and he rose again it's the greatest gift. Bible called Paul, he talked about thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. And that's where I'm here by the grace of God. You know, and I share that and we always, you know, that's guess I like to read from Ephesians chapter 2 because I can share in my presentation the word of God. I don't have to bring up all my background. We all have a background, right? We all have it before we were saved and after we were saved. You know, they're all different, different culture, different uh, people groups, different uh, whatever is country and uh, land and things and uh, different backgrounds in the families. But it's the same need of the gospel of Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes you know, a religious background is wonderful to be in the church. And at the same time, that can be a harder wall to get through than you must know, be. Can I, is that a th- good to say, plain old sinner? I don't know if it's a good word, but you hope you understand what I'm saying. I didn't know anything about the uh, Bible really before the Lord saved me. In Sweden, I was born and raised. I'll say this before I can read the word. You know, I was born in 1955 and raised there in Sweden. And in the 60s, some of you in my age group and over, you know, remember back in Europe and the battle in North Ireland between the Protestant and the Catholic? You remember? It was, I mean, they killed each other. It was terrible there. That's why I grew up, you know, and I was in children home and I was a different religious foster parents. that I heard that, you know, that's all I knew about Protestant and Catholic. That's what I, for a long time, until I saved me, basically that's what I thought everything was about them too. That I was fighting. I thought, man, I have nothing to do with religion. I used to say, religion is the root of all evil. I have nothing to do with it. But it's a different, between man-made religion and about the man, Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible truth. So, said all this, I want to read first, and then we get in to share a little bit more about the field and things, okay? I want to read Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And you have quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desire of the flesh, and of the mind, and thereby nature, the children of wrath, even as others. This it's Paul write to a church here. A church, a local church. But it was all we can relate to this if we are saved, right? We was uh, dead in trespass and trespassing sin. Children of wrath. But something happened. God intervened, right? But I want to that as you come to me. So in verse 4, said, but God who is rich in mercy. I'm not going to pray. I'm just going to read. But I want to think about this word the God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us. He loved us when we were still sinners, or enemy to him. Even when we were dead in sins, have quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved, and have raised us up together, and made us all, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the age to come, he might show us the exceeding riches of His grace in His kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourself, it's a gift of God, not the workless. Any man should boast. It probably that's the greatest thing, the plainest, one of the plainest scripture, and we are saved by grace through faith. Not the works, it's all the salvation all by God. I mean some people I don't believe in easy belief, I don't believe in that. You know, but it's just a thing, done. For God did all of he did it all. He saved us, he did it all when he gave his life for us. But then, in verse 10, it said, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. If God had before ordained that we should walk in them. We are not them who, you know, walk our way, to, Oh, I have to do this, get better and better so I can make it to heaven. We are on the way to heaven. That's why, we, from our heart, we love Him because He loved us first. We want to serve Him, right? That's my uh, uh, desire. That's my uh, what we call motivation. It should be our only believer's motivation because He loved us first. So we get here for verse eleven. Therefore, remember that you being—that's the word—remember. Therefore, remember that you being in time past Gentiles in the flesh who were called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh, made by hands. But at the time, you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you sometimes are far off of my night by the blood of Christ. I read all that there, and I, I got here, I, I wrote down scriptures, I have my, our little book I write down, you know, to save time, and uh, scriptures. Because, the last thing I read there, we was without, he tell the church, without Christ, without that promise, of the word of God, right? Without hope, without God in this world. Do you know what that means, that's, for me, it's the greatest thing. Let's going to share a little—not all my background, but I came to this country. I didn't have hope. I didn't have Christ. I didn't have God in this world. I have nothing. I have, you know, yes, we have had false, like people have, now. people have false hope. They hope in riches and all kind of things. My hope was come to America. Yes, opportunity to ride, holiday, freedom, and all the things, you know, drinking, and all that kind of stuff. It's not the true hope. This is talk about the true hope. That's what I'm saying, that's why I'm reason. When I came here, I shared it was not the pastor, it was not the missionary, but it was a born-again believer of the church up in Indiana. I lived in Ohio then, but it was a saved baker who came and shared the word of God for me. But I told me about Jesus. It was not just religious. He opened up, he told me about John 3.16 things he started sowing the seed it was 1982 that's hard it took seven years for them seven years I got married to a backsliding Christian things happened and uh, I straightened up a certain thing but I was still against that religion but I share that because the one who sowed the seed Terry Robinson 1982 when he kept on sowing and my first wife was a backsliding Christian when she got right with God you know, we met in a place she shouldn't be, in the Bikers Bar. You know, God's grace is so wonderful. His mercy is so wonderful. I say quickly here, you know, but it's hard to, back then when she said something, you know, she received, go like, quickly here, but she received cancer. If you know about cancer, can, is it deadly? Is it terrible? She had a leukemia. You know, but uh, she went through all kind of things. But one day she came up and said, I'm so thankful for cancer. You know, it's kind of a hard thing, especially for lost men. I thought, man, she lost it. She is nuts. You know, <laughs> really. I, thought, I mean, I have some bad Of course, you know, I thought, man, but you know what she said then? She said, "Because God used her to bring her back to her Savior." You know, we be careful. We don't judge people out there how we act and all that thing. You know, because I didn't know if she'd been had anything for religion. I would never talk to her. You know what I'm saying? But she was a backsliding Christian a place, you know, but God changed that. His grace changed it that she become so different. She didn't preach to me, but she lived it. Can I say one thing here about, you know bike goes back, but you know the thing is now it's not just back, but it's in the TV and everything, but bad language. I'm not gonna use all them, but you know what I'm talking about. And I thought, you know, it was I knew it was bad so in my sense when she started getting more and more I thought religious. So it's like, used other words. I used to start saying, when I get upset, I said, Jesus Christ. You know, oh Lord, that kind of thing, you know. So, one thing, I was upset pretty often. <laughs> but anyway, one day she came and she just looked at me, looked up in my face and said, You know, I prefer, instead of taking my God's name in vain, it's better to use them other curse words. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying, but that spoke to my heart. And little things like that, little things. And I'll continue one more thing, instead of this a bike, ex-biker, or what do you call him, Terry Robson, who witnessed to me. One day, we was, I needed some parts for my motorcycle, and uh, he was always there when I needed something, and he took me, when, uh, if anybody been up in uh, Ohio and in, uh, Indiana there, White Castle, yep. did anybody know what I'm talking about? Somebody, know it's a little bit of hamburger. It's not rare for a, I mean, you have to have a dozen, at least. To but uh, we stopped there in the drive through and uh, he ordered, you know, and uh, the thing I want to think about, he has a blessing on the food. I was sitting there, and he drove, you know, and ordered, and he yes, I thought, man, so I've never seen that, you know, that little thing. Spoke to my heart. We think sometimes we have to be so sufficient, we have to be so up to say the right thing. But just a little thing, just a little thing, do a lot. So I said all this because 19, it was '88. I went to church. I heard the word. Right? I stare quickly here. That's the first time I realized I was a sinner. I went to that Liberty Baptist church in Indiana because just to get my wife to shut up, because she, you know. So she, I went there. It was a Wednesday night, but first time I realized, and I believe it all my heart, if we're going to be saved, salvation, wonderful gift to God, we need to understand first that we are lost. We need to know we are sinner. We don't bring out all the different. We all sinner, right? You know, we are sinner, and we get saved. We are, you know. I realized that and I left the church for a reason, you know, and I told my wife I don't know how to do that church, hypocrites and all you know, that thing, you know, but for one year, I was the most miserable person. That's why I share this as quickly as I can because I didn't realize, you know, that I believe now I look back, you know, it was a God who worked in my heart. Amen. So I'm thanking him for his patience. But uh, the things happened and uh, my wife's she was good for a while, remission got bad. She was in Christ Hospital in Cincinnati, Ohio. And she was really bad shape, you know, laying on ice and all that thing. And I was up there, and uh, some of her friends, one of her best closest friends, as a matter of fact, have a, some other asked me, they called me, you wonder why they call me Sweet. You know, that's my, they're still out there, they call me, now they're believers, they call me Brother Sweet. but I'm tall, you know, but it's, you know, it's hard to get rid of that name. But she said, sweetie, you know, do you want to be saved? I said, yes. I did it. I wanted to be saved. But she said, yes, ask him, and he will save you. But I didn't know how to ask. I didn't know. But I wanted to. I knew I was sinner. I want to be saved. I believe that's important. But that evening, it was a Monday evening. I told her earlier, July 1989, the 17th. And... Uh, I realized learned later about her pastor was Jim Singleton. There's one man I thank the Lord for. He drove more than two hours from Indiana yes to come. I didn't know then but to share the gospel with me. And I was sitting in that hospital smoke room and he came and talked to me and asked the same question if I want to be saved. I said, Yes, but I don't know how. He told me, Can I share the word of God yes so there's a little chapel and he opened up the Bible and shared with me there how Jesus Christ died on the cross for me was buried and rose again yet there he prayed I don't remember what prayed but I remember right there I believe from my heart that Jesus died for me I received Jesus Christ Changed all my life. That's what I took time to share. But I believe the most important thing in salvation, it's not that we talk about people, talk about all this miracle. For me, salvation is the greatest miracle. there's it's nothing, you know, I wasn't emotional. I was in the, uh, I don't know feelings, but it's no. I know what I believed in. I know what I received. I remember the first thought so well, you know, where I tell my bikers about it, but I know it was to change my heart. That's what it's about, salvation changed in heart. But I was able to go up to fourth floor and tell my dear wife, I told her, now I receive Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. I'll never forget it. I've shared it so many times. But it's just so thankful because for churches and prayers because she was just sitting up in her bed and she told this word come out of her mouth. And now I only have to go to the altar and thank him because she answered my prayer. That's the last thing I heard from her because next morning she went to be for the Lord. So, you know, that thing too, I didn't know too much about anything except I was saved. I didn't know about Holy Spirit, church, anything, but I know about different. I had sorrow, lost a loved one, but I know I belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. It changed my, all my life. And so quickly I, settled, I started going to go into church. You know, in my first three months, you know, as my best friends, my wife's best friends, her husband, he got killed. I was in three. Uh, her son got killed. It was a thing. I was in three different <laughs> few months, just in the three months. But I learned quickly about you know the hope as I tried to share her as I her presentation. I get into it, but, you know, because he gave me that hope. I had real this hope. But there was things happened in the in the church. But I. You know, nobody forced me. I, I can't. Terry Robinson said something about this, it's good to go to church, but I I want to go to church. I didn't, you know, I remember I went to church, you know, they have a Sunday school class. You have too, a right? Sunday school class. I remember because I went to this little church, you know, so I came to service regular, because Sunday school, in my mind, I heard about Sunday school in Sweden, you know, that's for kids, you know. So I was standing outside and of course I smoked. <laughs> it's a terrible right? I was saying, I smoked, yes, I did. You know, but I stand there waiting for service because it was still Sunday school. So I remember one, I don't know who it was, some person came out, oh, were you here. Wait, oh, it's not time yet. Yeah, we got Sunday school. Yeah, but that's for kids. No, we got for, you can be, I thought, wow, for man, I can be too. I mean, I was very ignorant of the word of God. But, you know, ignorant and simple is two similar thing, right? You know, it's not a sin to be ignorant and simple. Bible talk a lot about that, but, you know, to stay that, you know, especially if you, you know, Saved and we learn, right? But I share that because I was excited about church. So I get there, I was in Sunday school, I was involved in everything. I just loved it, you know, and I was, yeah, I was fired up, you know. One thing I'm going to say too quickly, you know, people there in the church, because I was fired up and uh, I was saved, they said, Oh, you cool down after a while. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought, man. You know, really then, I couldn't understand it, you know, and now I know more, but I don't, I don't want to cool down, do you? Right. No. We want to learn more about Christ, right? But anyway, so I heard he preaching about baptism, it was a Sunday, and uh, I know it was a Sunday before the, August the 20th, because he said, it was evening, so you have to wait till next week. Because when he preached about it, I realized, man, I went up to you and know, I said, man, I'm saved, I need to get baptized. So next uh, Sunday, I got baptized. At first step of obedience and things happen and quickly now I'm gonna say this, I say it often <laughs> quick, but better. you know, I didn't surrender, you know, count this to mission field. I didn't surrender to be a missionary. I didn't surrender to certain things. But after about three months after the Lord saved me, I surrendered to the Lord, my Savior. Amen. Do you understand the difference? Yeah. Do I understand you know, I surrender? I didn't have no idea what God wants me to do. I just want to be do what he wants me to do. I know I could never dream. I was told my pastor's daughter had been in Japan, so she called me one day when I was in church there, said, oh, Brother Sweeney, you might go to Japan one day. I said, I'll never go to Japan. You know? <laughs> Be careful. Never said never. Seriously. You know? But I couldn't dream it. I couldn't dream. But I was saying, the important is we surrender. That's what we need to tell young people, you know, Thing, you know, this and this. No, yes, surrender. That's so important. Yes. Surrender. Give your heart to him. And that's things open the door. And I've told my pastor, I need I need more. I don't get enough in the church. I want to learn more. I need to go to some school and learn more Bible. You know, see so one thing I was so ignorant about building churches. So I heard when teaching, you know, we preach do we preach here too. Oh, we need to, you know, build churches. Mission go out there and build churches. So I thought, man. I can do that, I use, I'm a hard working man. I used to work physical, I can be I'm helping, you. I can carry the lumber, I can hand, uh, swing a hammer, all that stuff. I was so ignorant, I think about building buildings. But it's not about building buildings. Building churches, about see, people saved. You know, the true church, and I know even know Greek now, Ecclesia, I know I'm talking about the wonderful thing where a group of people got saved. But all that thing happened, and I got to this school, how exciting! I was supposed to study six months and uh, six months I lived in Ohio. And six months I was supposed to go to Mitchell uh, for practical practical work. And there was a, t- one place in Romania and one place in uh, Okinawa. And I didn't want to go to Okinawa, I'll share with you, because I met Masayo. Now her name is Anderson, but she used to be Kinyo, my beloved wife for more than 30 years now. She came to live Baptist Church. She was saved in, the Uni- in uh, Okinawa because an American missionary went to share the gospel. Amen. She come there. She went to become a friend of my pastor's daughter. That's why she came to live Baptist Church. And I met her there, and we start talking, and she had a problem with uh, English, so I started uh, helping her after service to share the gospel. And you know that love bug? You know what I'm talking about? I, I don't know. <laughs> and things start, you know... Chemicals, some people call chemicals. I don't know. They're chemicals, we're made of. That's how God made us, right? You know, if you've been married, loved and somebody, you know what I'm talking about, but the thing, you know. And I we knew it both. And I proposed to her, you know, I was an old-fashioned gentleman, and but I said uh, you know, if you marry me, it's all about Jesus. Exactly. When I was sitting out there, it was pretty nice, romantic, it was out the little lake there and nice, you know, but I said that if it's all about Jesus. And uh, she said, yes. And, uh, but that's the reason I didn't want to go to Okinawa. She was there. I thought, man, that's going to hinder me to serve the Lord because we wasn't married, right? She was there and I was in uh, America. But anyway, that's the Lord. I couldn't go to Romania. I so the Lord. Close that door. I end up six months in Okinawa. And uh, going to uh, small islands. It's different. I would visit the mission. I have a boat. So we visit Izena and other islands. But uh, there on this Island in Zena is giving out tracks. It's a small island, 2,000 people, and uh, very different from Japan. But it's a people, like I was. And uh, that evening, we were there, we've been giving out tracks, and the uh, mission asked me to ask a blessing and, uh, on the food, you know. But uh, I couldn't pray. I started crying. In my heart, I didn't hear a voice. But Mark 16:15 was so clear in my heart. Go into the whole world and preach the gospel to every creature. And that's sort of, I mean, here was a place God took me. There's people who need to hear the gospel. So it took me about year and a half, year, month and a half. And finally, because I thought, you know, the question, I mean, I'm still not good and perfect in English and nothing, but I said yes to the Lord. He gave me peace, past all understanding. I got back to the States was excited, Man, I gonna learn more Bible and Messiah was in Okinawa waiting. We've been matter of fact, three years we were separated before we were able to get married. But you know, when you know that love bug is real, it's all right to wait. Jacob, he have to wait seven years. I only had to wait three. So you know what I'm saying? You know uh, it's all right. to says seriously for young people, you know, wait for mate both, you know, it's worth it. It's wonderful. When you know it's from the Lord. But anyway, I come back, and uh, it was exciting studying study language and going to Zena. And I didn't know very much, you know, but uh, I was, long story, but I get kicked out of the Bible school because I stand for principal in the Bible. Amen. So uh, it was uh, 1991, week before Christmas, and I had no place because I stayed in that school. I used the school's vehicle. I had basically nothing, so Pastor Jim Singleton let me come in, stay in his house. And for some reason I heard about Brother Joe Hawking. He'd been up visit that uh, thing there for the mission conference they had up at the uh, school. Somebody know about Joe Hawking? Yeah. Pastor of Bo- he used to, he's in heaven now. But he used to be pastor of Bowling Baptist Church. So here's one what I'm talking about. So he gave me a phone number. It's interesting how things fall in places, isn't it? But I called him and said, you know, I got kicked out of this school, and uh, for this reason I told him, and he said, it's all right, Brother Carl. If you have changed, we believe the same as you. If you can make it down here, you are welcome down. And uh, I didn't have nothing, but there's one more man, uh, uh, Shane Lyndon from Kentucky. He was in the school too, but he quit because I quit. I, I was kicked out, but he quit because I got kicked out. And he had money. He worked on us, so He ran in the car. We drove down. It was uh, 18 hours. Get down there to uh, Bowling Baptist and uh, present my heart. It was last Sunday, 1991, and in the Admiral Baptist Church, Brother Ben Chipley was the pastor then, and said all this, you know, that's how I ended up in voting Baptist. 1992, I came down there, and they voted me in to be a missionary, and uh, 19, uh, same year, I went to my first, uh, we call it a visit, we'll call that deputation, that's what we call it in English, I visited churches, and uh, I, let's say it quickly you now, but the Lord opened up doors in an amazing way, but I thank the Lord for Baba Joe Hawking took me under the wings. I was one of them I didn't have too much education thing, but I knew I was saved. I know what God called me when I got there. And I knew certainly he showed me get grounded in the truth. It's important. So nineteen ninety-three, by the grace of God, April twenty-fourth, my soul came from Okinawa. We got married in Bowling Baptist Church. March the 11th 1994 i was ordained as a gospel minister in Bowdoin baptist church 1994 labor day me and my side, we went to labor for our lord in okinawa we were here for 21 years and it was a yes different they told us back then it's the graveyard mission field you heard about that expression it's not encouraging but we were i was excited i'm going to serve my savior living for him and Go there and share the gospel, and uh, I thought I'm never going to leave that place. We got there, and the Lord opened up the door for a year and a half. The hardest thing in my life, first year and a half, studied Japanese language. I was 40 years old, learning you Japanese is hard. Language is hard. I'm not them some can kind of learn real quick, you know. But I was, it's hard. I admit that. the Lord, His grace sufficient. Four hours every day, five days a week. But after a year and a half, I was able to share the gospel. And we was there and we did share both in first. It took we also in that uh, big island first. Got called to Zena, but he didn't give it to we couldn't stay there. I went every week over to Zena. I've been going around that island, I've been sitting in over calling vending machines, sleeping outside and the people come and share with the Bible The people. It's so different from here, walking around. Every week, every week we started our meeting in, uh, in Nago where we lived, you know. So we had a meeting there. So we got to see five people, made a profession. We baptized there and five people in Nizena uh, later. But it took 10 years. I share that to you because 10 years for finding God gave us a place in Nizena. So it was 10 years in Nago and uh, 11 years and 10 years you know, in Nizena living. I share that to you. you know? When the Lord called you to do something, wait for him. Just do the thing, you know. And wait, it's so important because in his time, quickly I say this, you know. When he opened the door to Isena, we had a. We used to take kids from Nago, so we had a. a, a Bible we call it Bible vacation, whatever you call it, you know, in a camp kind of. So we had with Isena, and uh, that's our Lord opened up the door, and we got more people there. Uh, we find a place to stay. The same year we find a place, an old man. He got a track in Japanese, it was a Friday. We left at the Bible camp, come back to Nago, and he called me Saturday, he said he want to help us to find a place. In the same year, the place we lived on in Nago, we were told by the landlord, they're gonna tear down the building, so we lived, had church there too, or meeting, you know, mission meeting. And uh, so quickly, before we can going get, we can going paid for a move, you know, we have a place to go to a real bad place and they saying I also need to be fixed, but it was only six hundred dollars a year rent. Blessing from the Lord. Quickly I'll share this, you know, but then we thought we could get about two thousand I I not mind to help to move. So the government, the Japanese government, gave us twenty-five dollar twenty-five dollars, what I'm saying, twenty-five thousand dollars from the Japanese government to move. Yeah, I, me and my son, we got to thank the Lord because our share of that. Story. It's not about the money, but it's about the God we serve. Yes, it he made it possible because I was able to. It took me a year to fix it up. I went there; it was a bad shape, but we had the money, so I went there and uh, had a service Sunday inaugural. Monday, usually we went back over, worked hard there fixing up. Uh, Saturday, sometimes three four days, and Saturday, just one day, I had a meeting with them on Zena, finally we got to, we can move over there. I share about all that thing, you know, but I never thought the Lord was going to take me. I thought I going to die there. But 2013, is the circumstances, rich people from Sweden have found out about me there, and uh, they had a daughter who was 20 years old who wanted to learn Japanese. She need a place to stay. I said, man, for three months, send her down, but she have to live like we live, church and all that thing. And she started talking about Sweden. I'm share the rest of the time here. I want you to understand Sweden. a Lord burden me because if one question, was we talk about that all the time, you know. She always, uh, she said her older brother was going to this confirmation thing. You know what I'm talking about in the uh, Lutheran Catholic Churches? It's when you're 13, you go, after a sprinkle, then you're going to learn more, then you're allowed to have Lord's Supper. But she said he went there, his uh, older brother, and he asked, in the church there, who is Jesus? And nobody answered, she said. Nobody. And things like that, and I just quickly say, because that's burn my heart. In 2014, I called Brother Joe, my pastor, Hawking, and uh, it seems like Lord burned my heart to swing. You know, I didn't, never had a thing. But anyway, he did. In 2014, I went to survey. The Lord gave me peace. And in 2015, me and my son, he opened up doors. We went to Sweden. Been there eight years now. And uh, I thank the Lord. If I do what he wants, whatever he calls me. That's why I surrender. But the eight years have been hard. I can share this uh, much. I can't hear. I got. You said it got a little bit after. I got to. No, you're Yeah. yeah. Because I want you to understand, we're facing. But you know, all what did Jesus say? I read right here because we are saved. I want to emphasize that. You know, we were without hope, without Christ, without the promises of God. Right? Without God in this world, then we saved. Whatever background, we heard the gospel. That's why I'm so thankful. Somebody shared the gospel for me. I came to this country share of the gospel you know I don't bring up the old stuff but you know the thing I was the worst thing and I was 34 when the Lord saved me because I was unbelievable but I became a believer. that's why I'm here and chair what in Japan but we got to Sweden and there's a I, I use that uh, carefully you know the Baptist quote unquote Baptist church is that a good thing to say do you understand what I'm saying because they're supposed to help us. It's a blessing. we got a place to stay. And I thought that church was supposed to help an elderly American man who was a pastor. But it's, first of all, they started to have a once a month Lord's Supper. was no problem. But they had it open everybody. There was one lady I know, a Swedish I've been talking to about the Lord. She had a Muslim background. But Swedish and her Muslim friends come. And uh, they just gave to everybody. So I pointed out, you know, we, we can't have part of that. And then this thing, you know, but uh, I'm a local churchman. I have to learn, say, well, not gonna, but that's the that's Bible. I know that from my heart, you know. We know that here, right? It's a local, each local church. So I started sharing that, you know. And uh, one Wednesday night, I've been sharing about 20-plus points about why we were independent, you know, and uh, local. And uh, that pastor was there. who was there, but he didn't say anything. But next day, he got on me and told me, you were wrong. And I found out it was this invisible and uh, universal thing. And I mean, we can all are different, but I said that's what I believe from the Word of God. But a thing has happened there. this so-called Baptist Church. He told me that uh, you heard about Alexander, the copper smith, in the Bible. You know who uh, when uh, Paul wrote about you know who did him harm, right? He did him harm. But this man of oh God on the church who have a failure from a Dallas study and Greek expert, or all kind of thing, but he told me, you're like Alexander Coppersmith. Mm. You know, that's really was but the only reason because I was sharing local church. Thing. I want you to understand that we're facing. If you live for God, for the gospel, you take the whole gospel, the whole truth, the whole uh, preaching of the word of God, we need to teach it all, because if you compromise, you could I could, could be there a different thing. But you cannot compromise truth. Sure. That's what I share with you. Because I get left there. There's a group who follow me, and I was I was glad looking back, you know. But so that little group we had for two years, we rented a place, young people. Those, and but you know, as they claimed to be saved, they all was baptized. But you need to start, so I start sharing why we are, you know, what it means to be a Baptist. It means to be a church believer, you know. You know I'm saying all one thing, and people start leaving one by one. Nothing to do for us. So, Lord, close that door, and uh, it was hard. Then open doors, so I was kind of uh, not, I was a little south, not way down south. But Lord opened doors so I can go way down south, where we are right now. My mom was still alive, so I could help her. She was in a wheelchair and things. And uh, there was a Christian man again, I used quote-unquote, because he promised us a place to have a meeting. And a sister I had not seen for 15 years, older sister, called and said she'd been saved. And I was excited about that, the church. She went to Pentecostal church. That's the difference. Anyway, so I was excited, because, you know, claimed to save and come down there. And they helped us. We were able to get a house and uh, have it live there close to mama, have a sister. I mean, it was exciting. I don't deny it, but, you know, sometimes it can be gullible, but it wasn't gullible. I mean, you, you have to take people for their word. The man who claimed to help us, and he, after a while, you know, he talked about all kinds of uh, charismatic things. I said, you know, <laughs> we we're Bible believers. I showed him we believe. He read everything. And I said, uh, it ended up, you know, he thought I was so cold. You have no love," he said. "My love is true." So we was couldn't use that place. So we was there, no place. People didn't come, and well, then top of that, COVID come. It was rough. I just admit for you, it was hard. But God's grace sufficient. Amen. That's why i want cheerful. You. When you know thing of that, you know all that COVID, all thing nobody come. You know, don't take this fellowship for granted. The great thing her have brothers and sisters. That's what we miss. I believe every missionary out there somewhere in a grave Maybe we don't have any a sweet fellowship. Strengthen, but Just it, me and my so many times. Yes, her and me. But the Lord was there because of the word of God. Not because, we felt, yes, lonely and all that thing but still you swear we know because you trusted him. you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, then my mama, she all them year I witnessed her. I said quickly, "For Lord save me, I not seen my mama for 13 years. I didn't want nothing to do for her. Because born out of wedlock, been children. long story. I don't bring that up. But when Lord saved me, you know, I told you earlier, you got saved. The heart changed. Around the first thing, I haven't seen my mama that long, I realized I need to go back to Sweden and ask my mama forgiveness. I was able to do that. I didn't bring up all, all, but I just asked her mama, forgive me. And I started sharing the gospel for 30 years. But she never, she said, you're right, you're right, Kalle, she called. That's a sweet, isn't my name. You know how they, that's anyway, she called. But but she never made a really good profession. But quick, like I say this, I have two things I want to share if I close. You understand what we're facing in Sweden. The first year, the second year we came there, it was an old biker's friend from Sweden, he went, I didn't know, but he'd been in Florida for some years, he claimed to be saved, come back, and see me for so many years, he was younger than me, but he claimed to be saved, but he had cancer, and he had six children, he had a wild background like me, but you know, he told me he wanted me to share the gospel on his funeral, he knew he was not going to make it. So that year, I think it was 2016, it was seven, you know, uh, it was in that close by where Mama lived, a church there, you know, a uh, state church, and uh, he had all this written out, you know, and uh, so I went there. It's so different, the state church there. They have, you know, the female preacher, 50% is female preacher, the Solomon Gomorrah thing, the all that, uh, we'll call that pride an one thing is there in the church. It's not, I don't hate to call it church. But you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, so I prepared, I prepared to speak there. Not to pray if you're not allowed, but she, the priest, lady, can do her thing. And uh, then I can read from the Bible. So I prepared to read from uh, John 14, 6. You know, the Bible said, Jesus himself spoke, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man come to follow except through me. Lord knows what I prepare for. But the interesting thing, this priest lady, she come up and read her thing, you know, and reading from John 14. Do you know? I share that because it's really amazing. Our Lord, He knows everything, right? right? So she started reading from verse one, but she quit, I think it's verse five or four that said, uh, and this thing you know. You remember? And you know. You can look it up, you know, but you know. And she started telling them about how everybody goes to heaven, all this gooey goo stuff. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no gospel, nothing. But you know, if you read the whole thing, after that, uh, Thomas came up and said, we don't know. Remember? You can look it up. You know, when it, This is Jesus said 14.6. So I went up there, and I had my, so I said, you know, front there. Everybody said, yeah, she started out good. She quit too early. I said loud and clear. Then I start preaching the gospel from John fourteen six. You know, of course she didn't like it, but there was nobody nobody got to say. But the people come up and share what I thank me for what I share there. The point is, you know, so many so-called churches they claim to be Christian, but they use you no know, context. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I said all this because then my mama, t- uh, 2020, passed away. It was Close to this. And uh, they prepared everything, you know, she had written what she wanted to do, with songs and everything, and uh, same thing, it was a uh, uh, same, it's next town, right? so it's the same priesthood and all the thing. if you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, so uh, we did, my, one of my half-brothers, we prepared everything, and uh, the man who take care of the funeral, we'll call it company, whatever we call it, it's written, I could read the Bible there too, after the... They, the statures, did the reading, all that thing. And the priest supposed to contact me. It was almost a month or three weeks before the funeral. That lady, never, I don't know, I never found out if it was the same. I didn't pay attention at first, but I have a feeling it was the same. I don't know. But it was the funeral again, and uh, I never got to meet her. But she and I, she supposed to contact me, she didn't. So, two, three days before, finally, I got hold of her. I uh, wonder what happened. And she used the excuse and thing, and, and I just told her, I didn't tell him I was a Baptist missionary and all that thing. I told her uh, to read like it's in there or be preparing now to read the Bible. She said no. You know the hierarchy in Sweden, you know, we got all this up to a bishop. I share that group, because I went through five distance. I went all the way up to the uh, bishop. It was no all the way for some reason. They said, I mean, uh, I told why, well, I talked to some, I have discussed, I can't share everything, but they just deny the Bible. That's what it come down to. Someone said, you know, oh, maybe can't, uh, I can't offend the cheap, so they couldn't share the truth. I mean, it sounds so stupid, really, the excuse they use. I said, man, what do you believe in then? Do you believe in hell? Oh, no, you know, and things. I mean, it's a crazy, really. You could laugh if it's not so serious. I said all this because I was denied to open the Bible or my own mama's sure, to see from the Word of God. Let's give you an idea. It's, it's harder there. The people, so I've been in 23 different cities. I've been up 15,000 pamphlets. I'm walking from house to house and give out. And they're very, very, people my age, you think it's going to be a little more or <laughs> They're sometimes the most. They are so hard. I hope you understand a little bit, you know, at times so what we're facing. But God, grace sufficient We go because I believe in all my heart. I share it everywhere I go. If one soul gets saved, and one soul repents, yeah. there's rejoicing in heaven. It'll be worth that's where we go because somebody share the gospel with me. Somebody. That's how we keep on going. So pray for us. If you have a question later, no, I'm more happy, but I hope you get an idea. I tried to say so much in a short time, but I want to get from a formal word. Well oh, God called us. It took us. It's 30 years, you know. I've been, you know, I was 34 when the Lord saved me. Now I'm 68, so I lived I'm now the same, 34 years for the Lord. And by the grace of God I'm gonna outlive my own life. Do you see one thing so if you let me just live a few, few years more? it's wonderful to be saved Amen. hardship is there we know it so Jesus said I close with this and he said if Paul said you know, one place you know uh, if you're going to so, glorify for me you also suffer we rejoice in the if you know we do right to live right if things happen just praise him just thank him and keep going but I want to say to you, close last word here because, you know, missionaries, we sometimes lift up, you know, the people, local churches are as important. We're all in the same. Because you pray for us, you're helping us. Without all your churches, we wouldn't make it. We thank the Lord for each one of you. We don't take that for granted. At least I can only speak for me and my wife. We thank you from my heart. And thank you today. Listen to me. Now, thank the Lord for everything. Give Him the glory because He's worthy. Amen. That's good, wasn't it? I tell you.